This episode is presented by Minnesota's very own Ticket King. For tickets for an upcoming game or concert, visit TicketKingOnline.com or a quick link from the 1500ESPN.com sports calendar page. TicketKingOnline.com, 612-341-4141. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed saying touch them all. Way back and gone. Touch them all, Joe Maurer. And now these guys are making it relevant to this year's Twins. It's a beautiful game, Now our two resident hardball nerds will attempt to touch them all on the week's news surrounding the Twins in MLB. I didn't know they still had a team. That's baseball. Here's Phil Mackey and Derek Wetmore. Hey, everybody. Happy holidays and welcome to another episode of the Touch Em All podcast. Uh, most podcasts and a lot of radio shows and TV shows this time of year, Derek Wetmore, are giving you rehashed, repurposed content. They're giving you reruns, uh, interviews played back. They're on vacation. We're giving you fresh content because that's what we deliver as loyal podcasters to our loyal audience. Our original content was not good enough to repurpose, probably, is what you're saying. Yeah, so- <laughs> you say tomato, <laughs> yeah. I say tomato. <laughs> it's a semantical argument. You know, people view things differently. Right. <laughs> um, before we dive into our topic this week, want to, uh, if you haven't already, I want to direct you to some of our content on Facebook as a brand, facebook.com slash 1500ESPN. Also, I have a personal Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Phil Mackey Radio. I know you do as well, Derek. Mine's Derek Wetmore MLB, and don't get confused by that. I never played Major League Baseball, but I do talk about it on the radio, and I write about it sometimes for the website. So uh, find our content on Facebook. It's the holiday season, uh, the Christmas season, Hanukkah season, Festivus for the rest of us, whatever you celebrate this time of year. Baseball Santa also celebrates this time of year. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, there's a regular Santa Claus, and there's a baseball Santa who uh, usually will take a bat and throw a ball up in the air and hit it through your front window while you're sleeping and then breaks in that way. So he's not a chimney guy. He'll throw a baseball or hit one through your window and kind of get into your house that way. Kind of weird. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's criminal, actually, in a lot of ways. <laughs> but, but if baseball Santa were to sneak into your house... And you can look at this from a baseball perspective. Maybe you're the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, or you are one of the Twins executives. If baseball Santa were to come into your home and deliver four or five items or four or five things, uh, they don't have to be tangible things, what would you want from baseball Santa? Okay, I, I so in the little show preparation for this, my my holiday wish list for baseball because we're non-denominational on the Touch Em All podcast. We do not denominate is what that means. Uh, I thought, okay, I've got one from Major League Baseball, but the other four I did go from a Twins perspective. I figured we've got more Twins fans listeners than the non-Twins fans. Uh, Major League Baseball, pretty easy for me. I want that World Series every year. Oh, wow. That's, I want that's everything. awfully greedy. Yes, I know. And hey, <laughs> I only get five wishes. I'm going to make the most of them. And I'm not going to be one of those guys that asks for five more wishes. I'd say the everything about it was just perfect. The drama, it went game seven, the pitching, the offense, the young stars, the veterans, the fact that it's the new superpower juggernaut Chicago Cubs versus the small to mid-market Cleveland Indians who just run things smartly and they Got by the Red Sox, and here we are. Pick yourself up by our bootstraps. Everything about that World Series to me was perfect, and if they could just replicate that year after year after year after year, a tall task to be sure. 
baseball would be a lot more popular in this country, and that's what I want. I want people to watch that World Series, and maybe they only tuned in for Game 7. Yeah. Or, hell, maybe they only tuned in for Rajai Davis and then the rain delay and then the conclusion of Game 7. Maybe that's it. And that's fine. That would be enough to make them sample the game again next summer. And if I'm Major League Baseball, that's what I want. Casual fans, welcome. We're taking care of our diehards. We're still keeping the game as pure as we possibly can. And people that love baseball are still going to love this brand of baseball. People who don't love baseball right now or who are kind of lukewarm on baseball, come on in. Welcome to the party. I fully agree with this one. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll break down some of your, your wish list items, and you can break down some of mine. I'll be like the color commentator who breaks down your uh, okay. baseball Santa wish list. Okay. But I, I'm with you. Baseball needs compelling storylines. If, if baseball wants to, to buck the trend of, of youth athletes picking lacrosse and soccer and other sports, you want to just draw in more people, more masses, and you want to get back to being closer, something closer to America's sport, which is now football. You need compelling storylines. The Chicago Cubs were the most compelling storyline baseball has ever had, and now it's gone. So they got to come up with more storylines. <laughs> I forgot to mention the, the curse Cubs. <laughs> of all things. I forgot the curse. Right. So all right, con- continue. The rest of mine are from a Twins perspective, though, and uh, I don't know how reasonable they are. You can't exactly just snap your fingers. Um, the first one, and the, probably the most practical. The rest you'll see. Uh, one of these things is not like the other. This one thing. I want an ace. If I'm the Twins, give me a front-line starter who will throw 220 innings, strike out 250 batters, win however many games. If you're into the win stat for pitchers, uh, be a 20-game winner, whatever. More importantly, every time, all 33 times he toes the rubber, the rest of the people in the clubhouse, in the dugout, say, yeah, we're probably going to win tonight. You know, I, I'm loose, I'm relaxed, I'm confident. I'm going to go up and have four great plate appearances, and I'm going to make every play in the field because I don't want to be the one that screws up this win tonight. Our guy's going to go win it. The Twins don't have that. They haven't had that since uh, Johan left. You're going to like my list because okay, baseball good. Santa might just be bringing something your way okay, that we could, we could both latch on to. Are we trading off, or am I doing my whole list and you do your whole um, list? It's up to you. you okay. want me to, I, could, let me go to, I could go down a couple. I'll and then show we could, you mine. You show me uh, yours. No, that's a different kind of holiday spirit. That's like the creepy uncle holiday spirit that we don't need on the Touch Em All podcast. Huh. Uh, uh, that was an unfortunate reference to the name of our podcast right there. Yeah, well, I was thinking about this the <laughs> other day. You had made some – I mean, we've we've cracked jokes at it before. Touch Em All, is a, it's a baseball phrase, but if you didn't follow baseball, right? You'd wonder, what is this what podcast touching about? and <laughs> why are they not getting in trouble for and it? How and how many is all of them? <laughs> I was thinking, like – if we were going to do branding, if we were going to do promotional stuff for the podcast, we'd have to be very specific and like really make it super clear. I was thinking somebody had a personalized touch them all license plate on like a white Durango. And I'm like, you're getting pulled over, dude. That's I know you just like the podcast and you like sabermetrics and you, you maybe you're a twins fan and you just like the smart analysis, if you could call it that. But, dude, you can't – that can't be your license. Uh, all right, I'm going to give you a couple of my items, and I have I have three Twins wishes from Baseball Santa and then a couple of more Major League Baseball-wide wishes, all right? My number one ask on my Baseball Santa wish list would be a bevy of prospects from the Los Angeles Dodgers okay. led by a frontline starting pitcher, hey. which would be perhaps Jose DeLeon, 24-year-old Jose DeLeon. Now, I'm guessing in order to get this from Baseball Santa, I'd have to give up a Brian Dozier. So 
I'd be giving up one of my prized possessions it's to like, get this other thing over here. I'd have to give up my Xbox to get yeah. like a PlayStation or something. Well, it's like leaving milk and cookies. You know, you expect some collateral. Yeah, but Brian Dozier is more like a filet mignon <laughs> that I'd be leaving out for baseball <laughs> sure. Santa. All right, but a, a, a great Manhattan. Sure, but it's a filet mignon that'll expire in the next two years, and you're planning to be vegetarian. Okay, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going vegan within a couple right. years. I need to get rid of the fillet while it's while it's still I can above eat, room temperature. I can eat meat again in 2019, but until then, <laughs> I, no, nope. Uh, number two, I, I'm going to go with for multiple reasons. Number one, he's a good guy. He's been a friend of our radio station, and the Twins really need a better bullpen. I'm going to ask Baseball Santa on behalf of the Twins for a full recovery. For closer Glenn Perkins, who's still at the he's like what thirty three, so he's kind of or thirty four. There's still some prime left there for a top end reliever. For five years, he was one of the best relief pitchers in all of baseball. And injuries derailed that in the second half of the last couple of seasons. So um, with that kind of a shoulder surgery, baseball Santa, it's going to be hard for him to cash in on this particular wish. But the Twins really need the bullpen help, and I'm sure Glenn Perkins would love to be involved with the potential resurgence of a franchise that his best years came when they were at their worst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunate timing. And that's the case for a lot of players. Uh, you can be great. Right. And man, we talked about, uh, we've, we've talked in the past too, about players who, uh, Kevin Garnett, I'm not putting Glenn Perkins in the same conversation necessarily, but man, isn't it just kind of, doesn't it just strike a sour note? Like there's some dissonance there if you're a Timberwolves fan and you maybe loved Kevin Garnett and you love some of those teams and like they just never put the surrounding cast around him with the exception of one season and yeah. it didn't work out. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, that's a good ask, baseball Santa. Um, and it's short of that. If that doesn't work out, the Twins bullpen looks a lot, lot, lot There's worse. a lot of guys on the 40-man roster that I've really only vaguely heard of that you're going to probably see in sure. 2017, including the Rule 5 kid that they yeah, just picked up Haley. from the Red Sox. Yeah, I think you're going to get more... Um, there are interesting arms, and I've said that a lot in the past, but for the first time, really, you do look at some of the bullets that they have, and you say, okay, I don't know how it's going to shake out. I don't know what relievers are necessarily going to be there, but... You know, JT Shagwa, you expect some good things from. Ryan Presley, I certainly okay, think you can expect some things. Before you keep naming other people here, I want to go with the third item on my Baseball Santa wish list as Perfect. it pertains to the Twins, because okay. I don't want you to name him and steal the thunder from my list, okay? Okay. Uh, from Baseball Santa, I would like a Rochester Red Wings uniform for Fernando Romero. Okay. The Twins' number one pitching prospect. Dominican Republic, he's a righty, he throws gas. High A Fort Myers was where he reached last year. If you haven't heard of Fernando Romero yet, get used to the name. If he can jump up two levels to AAA Rochester, what is he? I think he's like 20 years old, too, 20 or 21. Um, that's, yeah, 21 years old. He's going to be 22 actually on Christmas Eve here, so okay. in a couple of days as we record this on a Tuesday. Fernando Romero in a Rochester Red Wings uniform hmm. by the end of the 2017 season. Come on, baseball Santa! You can make this happen. So that's let's, let's let's push him through the system quickly. Okay, that's less of a twins thing and more of like a twins organization thing. Sure, right? yes. then, And then you're going to have a merry Christmas in 2017, is what you're saying. Well, he would then be in the major leagues by 2018, so your merry Christmas would come sometime. Okay, you know, all right. Him, so okay, all right. Back to your list. Um, mine, I have uh, <laughs> one of these, and it's thinking about it more from like the from like the business, the company perspective, not so much the on the field, because we could talk, I mean, 
Okay, give me an ace and another number three hitter and a surefire thing left fielder and a shortstop that I can trust. You could play that game all day. Uh, I went a little bit different route with the final three of these, and, and the first one is um, immunity from the Mauer Bashers because as I re- pretty recently started a personal like Facebook page for my baseball writing, Derek Wetmore MLB, I teased it at the front of the show, and there's three distinct camps of people who comment on that page so far. And thank you, by the way, to anybody who has some actually genuinely good conversation there, which is more than I can say about my Twitter account in the seven years that I've had that. There are three camps of people. One, this camp of people says the Twins will never win anything ever, 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 as long as the Polads own the team. They will never, nothing matters until the Polads sell the team. Well, okay, fine you know what you're you're probably not going to listen to the podcast because if that's what you think you're not going to be invested in this team totally fine i'm not advocating that you buy in on this team but what a boring take what a boring thing to say what a boring hill to die on that nothing ever matters because you don't like the owners well my my question would be first of all if, if you think the owners are preventing a team from ever winning anything well the owners aren't going anywhere so unless you're starting a movement for the owners to sell the team, which wouldn't work anyways because if they don't want to sell the team, they don't have to, why are you commenting on a Twins Facebook right. page? That's There's like, my— We're just emotionally detached, right? That's the funny thing. You can't—not to go too far down this rabbit hole, but because I think the, the pullouts have been absentee owners in terms of their lack of innovation, their lack of curiosity the last few years. I don't even list lack of spending because I think the Twins kind of are where they are, and maybe they could spend more money and be more creative that way, but— you can still win championships with less than great owners in professional sports. You just have to find the right key pieces. And even yeah. if you stumble into them, we've seen a lot of owners who would ordinarily be considered mediocre to bad to even um, poisonous owners who win championships yeah. in baseball. It happens all the time. Dan Gilbert. It's got a ring. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, bring LeBron James back sure, and you're yeah. going to win a championship. But this, this person <laughs> would die on the hill and say nothing matters. Oh, LeBron James doesn't matter? Yeah. LeBron James matters. So uh, that's one camp. The second camp is the people that says twins can't win while Maurer's on the payroll. Force him to retire today. Like, that doesn't save you payroll. So that's a non-starter. But I would love, if I was the Twins, to never hear the negative stuff about Joe Maurer. Just sort of quietly let him fade into retirement after 2018 or whatever the circumstance is. I don't think you're re-upping on a big-money contract with Joe Maurer in 2019 and beyond. So in the interim, I think it would be good for everybody if we just shine some light into the room, say... This is how great this player used to be. This is what he is now. He's a part-time player. It's not working out. Are we happy we're paying him $23 million? Not really, no. but we're paying him. And that's the end of the conversation. I think that quiet that would quiet that rancorous audience. It, He'll be but, a part-time player to yeah, some degree next year. He's not going to play six days a week. Look, He'll I don't play get, like 100 games or something next year. What I don't quite understand is like why some athletes' sort of slow decline or demise is like this really sad thing and others just draw venom, right? I can think in the NBA, like watching Vince Carter get old has been kind of sad. Watching Kobe get old was sad. All of these things uh, that we sort of are like, oh, man, that like that hurt Tracy McGrady. You're like, ah, oh, God, I love that guy when he was great, whether you're a fan of the team or not. And then other athletes, it's like, 
Man, screw him. He's old. Yeah, I hate ju- this him. is a whole other podcast. Yes. But just just to to finalize because it's a great point you're bringing I, up. Here, that's this, my this wish Sociology list. behind it. I want to get away from it. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's it's personality. People don't like Shh. the fact that Maurer's not fiery. They've they've misunderstood his value as a player throughout the years, thinking that because he doesn't hit home runs and drive in runs, despite the fact that he's like six foot four or six foot five, that. Yeah. That he is, he's less valuable as a player, even though he's the best batting average and on base catcher maybe in the history of baseball. Yeah. And then, of course, his contract, even though there's no salary cap, there is sort of a glass ceiling on spending for most teams. That his contract, now that he's no longer that productive of a player, all these reasons. I get it. But Kobe at the end, that there was a salary cap, and that guy I'm was getting standing that. ovations for just shipwrecking that team right. with a $25 million number on his head not comparing them as athletes i'm not trying to say joe mauer is one of the all-time greats but it's just funny to me that some players we uh hero worship into their sunset ride and other heroes we want to stab in the back as quickly as we possibly can uh the only thing that i just to wrap up that point i said there were three types of people on that facebook page there's the poll ad whiners there's the Mauer whiners, and then there's the people that I like talking to. So, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's it's a very like distinct line in the sand drawn over people who have thoughtful things to say about baseball. Hopefully, it's like ninety five five for you. Ninety percent people that you enjoy interacting with. It's a lot better. It's a much 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 higher ratio than it is on Twitter. Okay. And I'll say too uh, that just as as the final bow tie, and I'll let you get to your next Christmas list. Item. I just want immunity from that. If I'm the twins, look, if I feel that way as an objective analyst, imagine how they must feel. They know Maurer as a guy, and he's getting, like, crucified for all this stuff. I would just want, for the next two years, just immunity, Santa. That's all I'm asking for. Hey, guys, this is Justin Musil, pro baseball scout. And Phil Mackey, pro radio guy. And we have the best baseball storytelling podcast on the market. That's right. It's not us telling the stories. It's Aaron Boone on coming from a baseball family and hitting one of the most famous home runs in the country. Jim Brower telling Barry Bond stories. Find Hardball Society on iTunes, Podcast One, 1500ESPN.com, or HardballSociety.com. That's a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, do you have a final item on your list, or yeah, I've got two more. Oh, you have two more. Okay, yeah. you all right, you go. Give me another one, and then we'll alternate, and Deal. then we'll okay. I want better luck if I'm the Twins on promotional giveaway nights. Oh my gosh! I a, don't this want. This is a great one. Hey Santa, when when I'm giving away a Byung Ho Park bobblehead. I want him to be in the major leagues. It wasn't even just Byung-Ho Park bobblehead. I believe it was Korean-American night at the ballpark. Okay. They invited they a bunch a, of Korean think... baseball fans, and Byung-Ho Park wasn't even there, and they had to reschedule it or He's something. He's in Rochester. I don't want Oof. that to happen. I don't want Eddie Rosario's kid's jersey to be given away to the first 5,000 kids and have Eddie Rosario be batting leadoff for the Rochester Red Wings that night. Yeah. I don't want that to happen if I'm the Twins. It happened... A laughable amount of times Trevor to them Plouffe, last year. I think was on the DL. They had uh, May the Fourth be with you, right? When he had easy for me to say when he had the lightsaber like uh, uh, Ploof Skywalker and Ploof's on the DL with like a bad intercostal or rip. I don't want that to happen. If I'm the yeah. Twins, there's only so much you can do if you're the marketing and promotions department. I don't want the whammy every single time I plan one of those nights. Because imagine now, right? They're getting their Brian Dozier plans ready. He's going to be the centerpiece of spring training. 
unless he's not. <laughs> and they've got all these nights, a Phil Hughes night. Oh, boy. You could have bad luck up and down, and there's whammies all across the board. Some of that you can't avoid. But if I get five wishes from Baseball Santa, and I'm the Twins, I'm asking Baseball Santa, please, Uncle, Mercy, please give us better luck on promotional giveaway night at Target Field in 2017. Uh, I have one here that's that's Major League Baseball. It's, it's Twins-related, but it's mostly Major League Baseball-related. Baseball Santa, I'm asking you for a bright, new, shiny, electronic strike zone. <laughs> For 2017, uh, I, for challenge purposes only. Okay. So I'm not going to replace the human umpires behind home plate. I'm not that sadistic. I know this has to be a gradual implementation. Uh, so here's what we're going to do, because I don't want to put all the umpires out of business. I don't want to demoralize the uh, high school and college umps who are looking to work their way up the ladder. Home plate umpires, you will still call balls and strikes. However, however... Each team will get five challenges wow. throughout the entire game. And you can use them. I would recommend hanging on to them for high leverage, key situations. Sure. And if there is a questionable ball or strike call, the hitter or anyone from, so the hitter or the manager, let's say, Boy. Can, can call for a, a, a simulation on the big screen in front of the entire stadium, just like at tennis tournaments. So there's a grid, there's an electronic strike zone, the grid would be shown on the big screen in front of the entire stadium, oh, just like in tennis, just like yeah. at Wimbledon, U.S. You're just Open, showing up the umpire. And, and you would it's see, fine, but that, but you know what? Then I know you're not really showing him up. You, you, it's in no different than showing up the lines judge, right. In tennis, right? And so you're you're getting help five times per game from either side, and no longer will we have to worry if teams have a challenge left, a game ending on an atrocious call on a breaking ball that is framed differently or incorrectly or something. The, um, that's what I want from Baseball Santa. The Levon Hernandez game never happens. Yeah, Eric uh-huh. Gregg was the home plate umpire. <laughs> I'll say. Moonwalking like Leslie Nielsen behind home plate <laughs> on a pitch that hits the batter in the on-deck circle. You're out. Uh, here's why the Players Union would not go for that proposal as you just stated it. It would kill the value of free agent Jose Bautista because you would be out of challenges in the first plate appearance of the game. You're batting Joey Bats lead off, and he turns He's around. Burned through you all sure of them. that's a strike? Yeah. <laughs> well, used, you just can't you'd let. Have to, you'd have to teach your players. Actually, what you could do just is just give it to the manager. Is the what manager would control right. it. The player would say no, and the manager could then decide with a level head. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna need this in the ninth, though. Jose, man, I love you, and that might have been a ball. Yeah. But boy, this first inning, nobody on at bat with two outs just doesn't <laughs> Not a lot matter of leverage, yep. to me. Uh, that's funny. I I let's do an let's do an episode on that because I'm. I'm electronic strike zone guy too, but I don't think I'm as electronic strike zone guy as you. So that could be well, a fun. I just I just came halfway. I know I, that could be a I'm fun al- podcast. I'm episode. allowing the home plate umpires to keep their jobs and to keep calling all but ten pitches throughout the course of a game. But I want control of those ten pitches so that my my team doesn't lose on a terrible incorrect call that the human eye just cannot uh, you know separate the fine line. I will save my bullets for another podcast. But one thing is just you know the. The anticlimactic end of the game, it'll be it'll be like guy hits a buzzer beater three in the NBA and the place goes crazy and everyone storms the court and oh my god, confetti's falling in the balloons and they gotta go to the video board no. and confirm Hey, was that excuse me, sports or entertainment? I wanna get it right too, but this'll be a fun podcast because part of it is the, you know, throw the towel up, 
Ring the rag, you're out, strike three, sit down. Jack Morris jumping up and down. It would be weird if game seven of the World Series ended with, wait, hold on. Jack Morris we goes down to a knee and we, puts his glove we on the check. Yes, paint to the corner. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, on, he's on one knee just praying up there like, please, electronic strikes don't agree with him. <laughs> All right, give us your final uh, wish from Baseball Santa. <laughs> my final wish, if I'm the Minnesota Twins, and this is not to denigrate either of my friends who do this, I know these guys – uh, I'm I'm totally tongue in cheek with this one, so sorry in advance, Twins scorers. I'm asking for a more favorable hometown scorer so that I don't run up the error total madly ahead of the next worst fielding team in the big leagues. The Twins depth chart, if you look around it right now, especially if they don't have a Brian Dozier in there up the middle, you're looking at a pretty dicey infield and I don't know who's going to start in left field necessarily but the error total last year was absurd astronomically high and if you could just have somebody at home maybe hometown score look the other way yeah uh, no I think that was a hit sorry pitcher I mean I know that's going to ding your ERA but we're trying to keep the errors down to a minimum this year <laughs> and that's okay. one way to maybe maybe help out that cause a little bit all right my my final wish from baseball Santa is going to really irritate Twins fans. I apologize, but you'll see what I'm saying after I explain myself. Baseball Santa, I wish for a Yankees resurgence starting in 2017. And I know Twins fans hate the Yankees. The Yankees have knocked the Twins out of many playoff series the past 15 years. The Yankees haven't been to an actual playoff series, and it'll, it'll be five full years by the time October 2017 rolls around. They haven't won a World Series since 2009, which might not seem like that long, but it's the Yankees, and they're usually one of the best franchises in the game. When the Yankees are a non-playoff team, when the Yankees are irrelevant, they haven't won 90 games since 2012, baseball's just not quite as entertaining. It's more fun when you have the villain, the, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the cartoon bad guy at the top of the mountain for teams like the Twins to chase. So I think baseball is more fun, believe it or not, masochistic Twins fans, when teams like the Twins are trying to beat empires like the New York Yankees. So I'm hoping for a Yankees resurgence to make baseball more fun in 2017. And an electronic Phil Cuzzy for balls down the line? We could get that on the list. Can I get six wishes? Yeah, that too. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual Double XP, and even Call of Duty Points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty Points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents, 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.